Hello everyone! The clip you're about to hear is from one of our exclusive Patreon episodes on a recent horror release, and just like all of our other episodes, it might include major spoilers for said horror release, so don't listen to it if you haven't already seen it. You've officially been warned. And if you'd like to hear the full episode, just head on over to patreon.com slash horrorqueers and subscribe today. Without further ado, here is your exclusive Patreon clip. You are correct, but I think what this movie does so well, and it's, I wouldn't maybe, uh, maybe I would call them kind of similar, but I, I rewatched Steven Soderbergh's Unsane a few weeks ago. And uh, okay, I haven't seen it, so tell me, tell okay. me about it. But with keeping things spoiler, relatively spoiler, wait, you haven't seen Unsane? I have not, and it's super funny because a friend of mine, Alex Heaney from Seventh Row, is constantly badgering me, like, she's not a horror fan, and she's constantly like, I love this movie, why will you not watch it and talk to me about it? <laughs> I only I only asked that not because I'm like how how have you seen this but I really just thought that you had talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> I think we've talked about how I haven't seen it and you gave me the same reaction. Got it, got it, got it. Well, <laughs> so basically, I'm not going to go into the plot here, but obviously that mo- that movie is about a woman who um she's not believed. She's not believed. Yeah, yeah. yeah and she's co- she's committed against her will to this institution, but it's famous quote unquote because it's shot with an iPhone and. Right. That some people hate that, but mm-hmm. the camera is always like right on the main character played by Claire Foy, so it really captures this kind of voyeuristic aspect. And the mm. because her her stalker is always kind of near her, and so you're constantly right. worried, like, oh my god, like where is he? Is he around? Who's watching her? Blah blah blah. And I link that to Watcher because again, yeah, despite the fact that the narrative is pretty by the numbers. I think that Okuno captures the paranoia and the isolation and the loneliness in in the way she directs this, especially with the lack of subtitles, which I really, really, really appreciate. Ooh, um, yes. I, I felt, I feel everything Monroe's character Julia feels in this movie. Mm-hmm. I just found it so palpable. Like, the tension was so palpable. Again, despite, yeah, I knew exactly where this movie was going to go. <laughs> Yeah, and that's saying something, right? Because the film is so expertly crafted from a technical perspective that it can still accomplish this even when it's not really surprising you narratively. And I think that's a testament to Akuno and Monroe. Like, their sort of joint flavors in this movie is making you care so deeply about Julia. Well, Akuno's camera and the way that she shoots it, and even, like, the framing. Like, I really took note of the framing this time because Julia is constantly shot at these extreme long shots so that you can feel she's completely alone like no one is there to help her but then you feel that voyeurism creeping through like she is constantly being watched yeah and i think too uh, i mean that's compared to another film but again this whole like this no one believes women type thing Mm -hmm. um i really think that you could compare this or double feature it with last year's knocking directed by frida kempf Right. Yeah. You made that reference to me off air. And I thought that was an interesting pick. Again, a film that we will cover at some point in the future. Mm-hmm. A film I like a little bit less than this, yep. but that film is also excellently shot. I-, I agree. And the reason I compare it to Watcher is because both of those films, I just wish they were about five minutes longer. And those five <laughs> minutes were tacked on at the very, very end of the movie because... Mm. Both of these films, they make their reveals, basically, in the very, very, the closing moments of the film. And then we are yep. done. We don't yep. get to see these women tell any of the people that didn't believe them, look at this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's this weird phenomenon. You and I are going to cover a film that is actually very similar to this, but it's from quite a ways in the past yeah. on the main feed in about a month and a bit. Mm-hmm. And we had a similar complaint. And I'm just like, 
what is it about women in peril films, specifically stalker and voyeurism films, that think that once the danger has passed, that our interest in this story and these women diminishes? Because you and I are constantly like, no, I want to see what happens after. I either yes. want to see how they process their trauma. I want to see them throw it back in the face of these fucking men who don't yes. believe them. Or I just, I want a little bit of denouement. Well, and you could make the argument that it's like, well, maybe that's not the point. However, with Watcher, I do think it's the point because mm-hmm. so much of this film is, I mean, I don't know. Like when you first watch this, because again, this is both of our second times watching this, unless you're my husband, which is like his fourth time watching <laughs> it's this. It's his 18th time watching it. <laughs> it's very much a no one believes these women. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. well, I, I don't know. Did, were you ever like, oh, maybe she's crazy the nope. first time you watched this movie? No, I've said this before, I think on the pod, and I will say it a million more times. If I have one problem with female-centric narratives in horror films that are sort of like this, Mm -hmm. it's that I always just believe the women. So there's nothing interesting in the, are they going mad or are they going crazy or are they actually being stalked, hunted, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, they're being stalked, hunted, blah, blah, blah. Like they are never actually going mad. Or at least not recently. Like, we've we've had a proliferation of these kinds of movies. Now, I don't think it's an issue with Watcher, because I think the film lets you know very early on that it's not a Julia thing. Like, this is actually happening to her. Yes, yes. And I think that's the thing, though, is, like, I, I, with Watcher, I feel like the catharsis that Okuno's trying to give us is that, oh, look, she is right. But for me, the the, the, the real conflict is between her and her husband. 